Welcome back to the show. You're listening to The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Uh, we have to talk about something that happened Friday at the Grand Ole Opry. Oh, God. I haven't thought about the Opry in years. Yeah. What's going on now, down there? Well, they were doing a tribute to Dolly Parton because it was her 79th oh, birthday. happy birthday, Dolly. Yeah, she wasn't there, but, you know, they've got to honor Dolly Parton. Of and, course. Um, so she's a country star, but she's new to country music. She actually switched Dolly? genres. No, who I'm about to talk about oh. right now. Uh, L. King, who happens to be just by chance, got a little leg up in the music industry by being SNL uh, Rob Schneider's daughter. Oh, she's a Nepo baby. She's a Nepo baby. <laughs> uh, she actually started out, she was like a indie, um, like soul kind of artist. Really good voice. She has, people compared her to like Janis Joplin. She oh, has, wow. She has a lot of gravel on the road, as I would say, like raspy but also really could hit some notes yeah and she's been around for like i don't know 10 years or so okay um so not new to the music industry but she just had she switched over she has one country album and she had some hits like she had a song with miranda lambert that you probably would recognize like i'm drunk and i don't want to go home okay she's on that record uh, so I've she sung that song before. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so she is definitely a well-known artist. Kind of switched over to country, and uh, she was at the Grand Ole Opry. Okay. And um, what's she doing there? Well, she was singing, trying to sing a Dolly Parton song. Mm. Now oh. these tickets were about three hundred bucks, and um, people were clutching their pearls because during this birthday salute. She let the audience know her state of mind and that she couldn't really sing the Dolly song. And we do have a clip of this. You ain't getting your mom back. I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing is true. Good, because you ain't getting it. That's it. I'll, I'll tell you one thing more. I'll tell you one thing more. Hi, my name is LK. I'm f***ing hammered. on the stage of the yes. Grand Ole Opry. Yes. Which some tells me that's the last time she's going to be up on that stage for a while. Yeah, they've apologized for her performance. Like, I greatly so. If you like can you imagine you're in the audience and you're like, "Oh, we're going to celebrate." Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, other things have gone on at the Grand Ole Opry. It isn't like, you know, you're at some Christian Branson show. It's Let's not pretend, but still, it's been a place where is PG thirteen for sure. So people were not loving this. Well, I'm sure. So that is uh, kind of mortifying. Um, people were really upset, and um, so I are you? Heard th- I, I don't know. Her. The sense I'm getting is that you don't th- you think people overreacted. Well, I don't. 
I just think that I think that there have been a lot of country music says one thing and then they expect their artists to do another whenever I feel like in general they perpetuate this idea that like like drink 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 yeah you know that's what the music says I it's to me like more than any other genre, it talks about drinking. Yeah. Like in a way. You're saying they shouldn't be surprised that she was drunk, completely inebriated on stage. <laughs> yeah. Now, in the past, she's said things like, yeah, I'm Well, this is also the second time we talked about in the blind items, Mike, you were telling us about the New, what was it, New Year's Rock and Eve. What was it? Yeah, I think the New Year's, uh, whatever they call the, C, the CBS version of that, it's like a country uh, performance. Yeah. Actually, it's what I watch. And New she Year's was host- Eve Live, Nashville's so maybe Big Bash. There you go, that big a moment, bash. Yeah. And somebody yeah. needs to maybe pull her aside and say, hey, you know, let's take care of whatever's going on here so that you don't. I mean, because something tells me she doesn't think this is her best work. No. Um, she also has mentioned that um, I really like to drink and sing, but added, I don't want to get as drunk as I used to. I get nervous before I go on stage, so I have a couple of drinks first. Drinking makes me less nervous about hitting the notes when I sing. If I don't make them, it won't sting as much. This upcoming tour, this is back in 2022. She was talking to the San Diego Union Tribune. Uh, She says, this upcoming tour will be very different for me because I put being a mother way, way, way above having a good time, and I've had enough good times. I want to bring my family on this tour, so maybe talk to me in a year and see where I'm at. Well, we're talking to you in a year, and we see where you're at. Yeah, that's why I'm saying like the fact that this has now been in headlines in, in as many headlines in as many months. It sounds like maybe something's going on. She needs to get a hold of it and now is not the time for her to be on stage performing because i don't know that anybody would think that's like the most professional as an artist way to perform like it's one thing if you're kind of liquored up and you're a little salty i mean hey fun yeah but this doesn't sound like that it sounds like this might be a symptom of a larger problem also i was reading someone described quote a recent appearance of hers at the rebels and renegades festival yeah I have no problem with folks boozing it up, no problem with weed, but the first 10 minutes of the show was just her strutting around making a big show of having each band member toke off her joint. I get it. You're having fun. Uh, Honestly, more wish that a friend would respect another friend enough to do the show straight. Yeah. Um, So she's got a reputation, it sounds like. She does have a reputation. can I tell you what I was most surprised by? What? She's the daughter of Rob Schneider. Yeah. Where did she get her southern accent? Thank you. So this is the thing. Yes, I was going to bring this up. So I know in country music, like if you are not from the middle of Texas with 500 people lived on a ranch, you're not going to be called authentic. So you have to sort of, if you're not from that, people will call you out for being, I guess, a poser of some sort. So she's kind of changed her tune. I was listening to interviews with her 10 years ago because I remember her being in the indie, you know, starting out and, you know, playing her music in the pop top 40 world. And I'm like, she did not sound like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know she's drunk on stage at the Opry, but what happened? No, I'm just saying with the accent, because, you know, sometimes people can code switch like 
you know, you you know when to put your accent away if you don't think it's going to serve you well on stage. But it, I'm like, is that a is that what she always sounded like, or did she just start doing a little drawl because she, she did country music? Yes, and she yeah. did. Absolutely. She did grow up in a Southern Ohio town, though. I mean, she was born in L.A., um, grew up in Southern Ohio, which is right in mean, Kentucky, yeah. West Virginia. Yeah. And so I mean, Her I mom can was see, a model. Yeah. yeah. But so, I'm yeah. I don't know. Eh. What do you mean? You don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know about this. It sounds very, very thick. Yeah, well, I'm sure she plays it up. I'm just saying, like, the fact that I was like, where did she get any bit of a Southern accent from? I didn't know where she was raised, though. So that fills in that I also just didn't know uh, that she was Rob Schneider's daughter. But I hope, you know, I hope she gets the help she needs because this isn't going to help her career any. I think that somebody in the music industry who's had experience in this area will probably take her aside. I mean, I can see Miranda Lambert doing it because Miranda Lambert has had her own ups and downs with being seen as a rebel and, you know, not being on the straight and narrow all the time. So yeah, I'm sure that somebody will go, Hey, let's talk about a redemption tour (laughs) or let's a sober tour. Yeah. Maybe let's just do. Yeah. All right, Don, thank you for that update. When we come back, you also have a story you wanted to share with us about Snoop Dogg's wife getting him <laughs> yes. to say no to sharing his peanut 115. We'll find out why during our peanut 115 segment right here on my time. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's 115. Let's talk about beef. Brad and Don, let's talk peanut 115. That's right. It's peanut 115. Okay, you mentioned a name, and I don't know who that is. Shantae Brodus is Snoop Dogg's wife oh. and manager. Okay. She is a boss lady. She's a woman manager. She is. So, um, he was on his recent podcast with his friend Slink Johnson. It's called Wake and Bake with Double S Express. Um, and they were talking about an offer from OnlyFans where he could make $100 million. So Snoop Dogg would get $100 million for just doing OnlyFans? Doing OnlyFans. I don't know how much he would have to do to make $100 yeah, million. He, dollars. Would he just have to open an account or would he have to show some, you know, These details bits? are not known to me. Okay. But I do have a clip of them discussing why he would not be able to move forward with this. Got it. One of the little girls, was, she made like $20 million on there, right? They was like, uh, OnlyFans won't you to come on there and snoop and do you can do about a hundred million all you gotta do is pull that thing out i'm like nigga i got a black wife ain't no way in the world she gonna allow me to go on there and pull that thing out for no amount of money no i got i got a black woman as well 
and you know, again, for no amount of money, uh, am I going to be allowed, even if I wanted to. However, you know, there are ways around things. Right. What? There's ways around things. And then what they said later, I could not discuss on the air with you. Well, great. What did they say? The they, I can't. I can't. It's it's too it's too gross. Like honestly, I can't even make a joke about it. Okay. We wouldn't joke about this thing on the station, trust oh, me. All right. But she's not going to let him do that. He has um it looks like about 160 million um as of 60 million what? Jelly beans. My dollars. Oh, well, you were talking about OnlyFans, and I thought maybe like 160, 160 million, million fans dollars. or something. $160 million, his net worth. And she is behind that money. This woman is so smart. She has brokered all of his deals throughout the years. She's been married to him for 27 years. And her dealings have, I mean, she has created the snooper market that's his e-commerce site oh yeah she's obviously brilliant i mean he's been everywhere i mean this guy has 160 million dollars because of her so i would be doing what she says uh so she founded boss lady entertainment she was unofficially his manager for 23 years and then in 2021 he officially made her his manager she was behind uh like i said the snooper market um also uh all of his um his cannabis line which made him so much money it's called leafs by snoop uh his alcohol line gaming music touring tv and film and then she also works with her son and daughter and uh they both have music careers so she also runs their careers as well uh she also has was a huge inspiration. They have Brodus, the Brodus Collection scarf line. Mm. Now, there's a sweet story behind that, too, because her daughter, Corey, was diagnosed with lupus at six years old, and her hair began falling out, and Snoop's wife would put a scarf on her and so that she wouldn't feel alone they all started wearing scarves and uh they're very bright and colorful and so now they have they they created this line that was a positive reflection of her going through all of that and so they're very bright colored scarves that you can get and they'll they're called uh, the brothers collection by shantae and snoop so i mean i just have always been amazed how um how you know he started out and how he just sort of, I mean, all of his work with Martha Stewart, mm-hmm. she's been behind that. Yeah. And I'm like, do what she says, please. Yeah, no, she's obviously a smart woman. Also, just, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have been offered money to do OnlyFans, and a lot of them have said no thank you. Because it's like once you've done it, you sort of devalued whatever it is that you were going to share anyway. Yeah. It's I like mean, a one-time thing. He has the reputation of, like, I mean, the music and stuff is, like all about the whole lifestyle and everything but when it comes down to like that she says no what yeah. would your price be for only a lot less than a hundred million dollars i'll tell you that yeah but what is the price i don't know what about you is it a million? Oh, it's more than a million it's more think. okay two maybe i don't know what do you think uh no i'm asking you this is the price game it two million um probably not okay i'd say maybe 10 million 10 million yeah. would you do it for nine hundred 
And let's see, how about nine million? No, ten million. Ten. How about yeah. nine point five? Ten million. Okay, ten. Why are you what trying about, to get a deal? What about a dollar less? I want to know what the real price is. What yeah, about I would say less? ten million. Okay, ten million. That's it. No, yeah. not even a dollar less. Absolutely not. Oh my god! I mean, you're not going to get it unless you ask I'm... for it. <laughs> if you're, if I'm saying I'm going to bargain, then you might as well just give me five bucks. <laughs> Mike, three point six. Three point six. What about three point five? Nope, three point six. Three point six. Why are you trying to get exactly. a bargain? How about yours? <laughs> um, one hundred and seventy-five dollars. I don't I'm just believe kidding. that for a minute. I am kidding. One hundred seventy-four. If I <laughs> see, I also think you don't give it away to somebody like you. Uh, you give it away in your own terms. If it was something like I am doing a video where I'm cooking, and also that's nobody's. It, by close. the way, I just want to be clear. Nobody's giving me $10 million to look at my junk. They'd get a lot better junk for a lot cheaper. What were you saying? I don't know. What if there's like, they just like to have a middle-aged lady baking cookies. And I'm not nude. I'm just, you know, wearing a jean skirt. What about that? People would pay for it. Maybe that's my, I don't know. Maybe there's a group of people that would. You never know. Yeah, there's something for everybody. you don't have to be nude. Because there are people, I think, on OnlyFans that don't do nudity. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you just have to find the right group of people, you know, maybe they want recipes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's called like, I don't know, <laughs> Substack or I mean, there's all sorts of social media platforms for people to make money off of. It's I think the understanding with OnlyFans is it's going to I mean, it's it's not 100 percent, but like I think generally, right, yeah. like the idea is you're going to get a little something extra. I wonder how much you pay to OnlyFans if you're an OnlyFans star. What's their cut? Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know. Uh, we got an email from Brian who said it wouldn't be his first appearance in the adult industry. I didn't know that. Did you? No. 20 years ago, he hosted an adult video series that took place on a tour bus. Oh, I did not know that. Did he have nudity? It just says it featured his friends in action. Oh, well. OnlyFans takes 20% commission, by the way. Whoa! That's, that's too high. Do it for yourself, kids. Do it for you. Don't let anybody kids. else take your money. <laughs> right. Own your stuff. Yeah. Own your sub stuff. Also, take no take no advice from me, especially business advice. Um, well, Don, thank you. I've learned a lot in this lap, last half hour. Snoop Dogg's wife is a genius, mm-hmm. and uh, the Grand Ole Opry doesn't want drunk people on stage. No. When we come back, boobs. On tubes, there's a theme here. We had Peanut 115, it's boobs at 130. Actually, this is just what we've been watching on TV. I got a couple ideas for you. And uh, I watched something that you both watched. We'll talk about it when we come back right here on My Talk 107. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson. Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Bradley here for my good friends at Alight. We are Alight.org. Alight is doing something special. It's called a subscription for good. And this is a way each and every month to contribute to the great work Alight is doing around the globe. And they're doing it 365 days a year in over 20 countries, benefiting more than 4 million people. Now, you've heard me talk about for years the plight of displaced persons. Those are people just like you and me who've been forced to leave everything they have behind because of war, conflict, and famine. Truly, that work is only possible because of your support. A subscription for good is a wonderful monthly way to support that work. Just like making a contribution in the pockets of Netflix and HBO Max and Apple TV Plus every month. This subscription is actually doing good in the world. To learn more about how you can give a subscription for good, head to wearealight.org. And thank you. Back to the show. My Talk 107.1, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Well, if over the weekend you watch something, this is the segment for you. It's Boobs on Tubes. Boobs on Tubes. What are you watching? Boobs on Tubes. Boobs on Tubes. What are you watching? Boobs on Tubes. Yes. Okay, I've got an idea for you. Have either of you watched... A suggestion, that is not an idea. Uh, Have either of you watched... American Nightmare on Netflix. No. No. Well, get busy. Oh. You have an assignment. You don't have to. But I was at the gym on Saturday. A friend came over and said, have you seen American Nightmare on Netflix? And I said, no. And she said, look, it's three parts. It's true crime. It blew my mind. I had no idea what I was watching until the end of it all. Because it was so many twists and turns. And I was like, well, what's it kind of about? And she's like, well, and I thought she was giving me spoilers when she told me. I'm not going to tell you everything she told me, but she said it involved a kidnapping, a boyfriend, girlfriend, and she referenced the movie Gone Girl. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. And I thought, what is this? Well, Let's listen to the trailer. And Mike, we can play through about a minute 20. It's just a little over a minute, but I think it's instructive. You're going to hear some mumblies. Don't worry, we'll clarify. Essentially, it starts off with a 911 call. Okay. This is American Nightmare, a true crime documentary on Netflix. Emergency. My girlfriend, me, got kidnapped last night. And you didn't call last night when this occurred? I was tired of Tell me what happened. I wake up. Bright light blinding us. Taser goes off. And I see they're wearing wetsuits. What, what did they swim in? Oh. So what happens next? That asked me to tie my hands down my back. Did she like discover something? Oh my god, it's her. I just got a message. 
she's walking over to my house. I've never heard of a case where the kidnappers dropped their victim at the front door of their house. We thought she's this innocent victim. She looks more like a suspect. Police now wondering, is Huskins a real-life gone girl? Mm. Do you remember this story, either of you? So Denise Huskins, is that name ring a bell? Is this in California? Mm-hmm. Okay, I kind of remember this, but not enough to where... What do you remember? Maybe, hmm. I only ask because the story that you might remember is not anything like the story okay, that I good. watched. Because when I watched this, I thought, surely I saw headlines about this story. But I knew none of this. Now, you heard referenced in that documentary, Gone Girl. Yeah. And, of course, if you've seen the movie Gone Girl, yeah. I don't think it's a spoiler. But the the plot, essentially, in Gone Girl is that perhaps someone's disappearance is not exactly what it seems. Exactly. And that perhaps yeah. she That's was behind. Based on a book, which is excellent. Yeah, right? Well, that is ref- that movie is referenced in this story, but I'm telling you, I'm not giving you anything away by even suggesting okay. that it's anything related to Gone Girl. That's okay. just a narrative that comes up in the telling of this story. Okay. It is something, I don't know. I don't want to oversell it, but I'm telling you, this this took me on all sorts of a journey and it's three parts very easy watch i watched it all day sunday okay while i was bebopping around the house cleaning cooking all that kind of stuff oh nice yeah. okay so you can fold laundry and watch yes. this <laughs> and it's 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 sad there's some you know it's it's crime right yeah. there's a kidnapping it does involve some assault uh some sexual assault but mm. what i will say is it's not it i mean it's not like i want to like intentionally be gruesome but like there are documentaries and true crime stories out there that are pretty gruesome Mm. this is not one of those stories there is somewhat of a i don't want to say happy ending but the woman who was kidnapped is alive and and with us today well that's a good thing yeah but the journey that she went on oh my god i'm like literally you're going to be shaking your fists at the screen but also like wtf like just your jaw will be on the floor. Like, I can't believe this happened. And also, like I said, I don't remember this story Mm. uh, because the other thing you will learn is that the way it was covered in the media is not actually what happened. So of course I only remember what was covered in the media. How would I know anything else? And it was sort of like, it was suspicious that she had sort of like, you know, staged all of it. That, or like, that as a couple they staged it. So there were a lot of questions. What I will say is that the media did what we do. Mm-hmm. And you know, as a person who talks into a microphone for a living, I will say the places that the media and uh social media and people online went are places that you will be like, Well, of course they assumed this. But that is not what happened. Oh boy. And it is because everybody sort of assumed one thing that they missed the obvious story. Ooh, okay. So it's it's a greater story. It's not just the story of this one woman's kidnapping. I think it's also a story on being careful not to judge things too prematurely. Ah, okay. And the storytellers, these are the people, did you watch the Tindler, Tinder Swindler? Yes, the, yes, These are yes. the same makers <gasps> Ooh. Uh, as the Tinder I Swindler. I loved that documentary. That was really great. And it, they do a great job in like doing cliffhanger, ha- 
yeah, cliffhangers and keeping you on edge. Yeah, no, totally. They totally do. From one episode to the next, you'll be like, what? So if you want a good, quick three-episode uh, watch, I think American Nightmare on Netflix. It's currently in their, quote, top ten. Mm. It's listed as one of their top ten uh, views, which I'm assuming is why uh, my friend ended up watching it. And then when I when I opened my Netflix on Sunday and saw that it was in there right away, I was like, oh, well, okay, I'm going to sit down and watch this. Nice. Okay. Now, so I wanted to tell you guys about that. Watch it. We'll put the link, the trailer up on the show links page. In addition, you both watched a movie called Leave the World Behind. Yes. And you both had very strong reactions. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. What did you think about the movie? I, um... I liked the way the story was told because it wasn't a typical, like... It it wasn't a typical um, end of the world disaster film where there's a lot of action and the focus was on the action. It was more on personal interactions, and I I liked it. Yeah, I did it? Made you me really think liked it. Lot. I was going to say people either loved it or they hated it, and I think you both loved it, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was more. My biggest reaction was I can't. I don't understand why people hate it as much as Got they it. did. That was my biggest reaction. Okay. I enjoyed it quite a bit, sure. and I thought it was really good. I just didn't get why there was so much hate. Do you wonder, or have you had any thought as to why you think some people hated it? Oh, had I th- a strong reaction. I think just the whole idea of some people probably really didn't like they didn't get the resolution they were hoping mm. on a few different topics. Okay. And, and, and I, I also think any... there might be some ratings bombing going on as well. Oh, tell me why you think that. Well, there's people who produced it uh, are of polarizing. It's produced by the Obamas. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I know we had this and conversation. I'm just saying, like, I it forgot. feels, it feels like right. anytime you have anybody who's had any political ties yeah, in yeah. any way, shape, or form, you're going to have mm-hmm. polarizing reviews from an audience score standpoint yeah. for various reasons, whether it's right or, I mean, obviously yeah. not. Yeah. So for the listener, you're like, I don't, what is this thing again? It's mm-hmm. kind of a mm, post-apocalyptic or just apocalyptic tale based on a book and produced by the Obamas in part. And there was a lot of this, especially on this station, and this is how I came to this story, is that like certain people loved it, certain people hated it. Mm-hmm. I think Jason and Alexis did not like it at all. They yeah. hated it. Uh, you two both liked it, or you know whether loved it or liked it, yeah. at least you were on the more positive yeah. side mm-hmm. of the spectrum. Our boss, B. Arthur, she loved it, right? So I was like, okay. Lori loved it. Have to, Lori loved it. All right. So it was like, I got to jump in and find out if I love or hate this. So I sit on the couch last night. And I turned it on, and I'm like, there are all these amazing people in it. Ah, I mean, Ethan I have a hard Hawk, time. Mahershala Ethan Hawke, mm-hmm. uh, Julia Roberts. You could go down the list, yeah. right? Kevin Bacon. So I watched it in a real quick, so it doesn't take long. Although, Don, you said you did watch it at like 1.25 speed. <laughs> I don't blame you because there are parts where it's like, it's come two, out! Two hours and Show me what minutes. I gotta know! I actually, yeah, I, I started it at 125 watched most of it like two hours of it at the regular speed and then i realized i was watching at regular speed i'm like what am i doing because i clicked it off and then i ate something and i came back and (laughs) anyway so i kind of yeah i i missed my opportunity my, my point was simply to say like i understand why because i think you could watch this pretty quick there's there is not a lot going on it is like the i can't say I loved it or hated it. I can say I was very sucked into it, though. Yes. Because there's something about it where I was like, wait a minute. 
I'm not giving any spoilers away. But it's this sort of like, what do people do when presented with the possible end of the world, right? Or a major problem with the world, an apocalypse, if you will, potentially. And you've got all these people who are sitting there like, well, I don't want to think bad things because then I might be admitting that bad things are happening. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> no spoilers, things are dropping out of the sky. I'm like, something happened! I know! Run! I know! Why aren't you moving? I know! Like, Why the, are you it, going it this, towards but, the thing? But yeah. I was intrigued by that because I thought yeah, to myself... Me too. I was intrigued by that because I thought to myself, maybe the filmmaker wants me to be uncomfortable Absolutely. in that space. And I don't know if that's the, the answer or not. I will say when I went back and looked, again, this is Leave the World Behind, I found myself with more questions. And I have been thinking about it since I watched it last night. Now, to me, the sign of a, a good piece of art is that it makes you think. Yes. So insofar as that is the case, I think that this was a success. <laughs> Whether... I think it needs to win any awards. I honestly was like, can we make a show out of this? And also, could we flesh out some of this? Because there were too many unexplored bits and pieces mm-hmm. um, without getting into too much detail. But then there was this whole also personality thing with yes. all the different characters where I was like, oh, this is fascinating. Like, there's a lot of going on under the surface that nobody's talking about. Like, how in fear, how do you react? Well, th- there's like questions of race. Mm-hmm. Yes. Questions of politics questions of gender like all this stuff going on underneath and i'm like Mm -hmm. how conscious is the filmmaker of these things oh i think very conscious (sighs) you think but i don't know and so that's that's what makes me want to to learn more and that again if i'm in that mood i'm thinking to myself good job uh filmmaker because i think it's a great script I want to say yes, but at the same time, didn't you get like I got angry at a few times with the film? Like, well, what are did you it have doing? to do with the direction or the script? Um, I don't know because it did have that Todd have Haynes to type of like soap opera aspect. Yes. It had yeah. that like it was um, like lighthearted. It had like, that music that was like eighties mm-hmm. soap opera music, which I was like, you want to laugh at, but also it gives a certain yeah. tone. Yeah, <laughs> so it was like. Sometimes it was frustrating, and sometimes I was like, but maybe they want me to be frustrated. So anyway, if you want to be confused and or titillated, <laughs> listen to us from noon to three, and also watch uh, Leave, the, Leave world the World Behind. Behind. It's on Netflix as well. Oh, I'm glad I got that off my chest. Uh, that is also, both of those things are on Netflix. When we come back, news of the weird. As if the world has not been weird enough, Dawn, I'm going to read you a headline, mm. and I want you to react to it. When we return, right here on My Talk. My Talk 107.1. The Adventures of Bradley and Don. It's your place for entertainment news and all that good stuff. If you missed anything in our show, you can always listen to it uh, in our podcast. Just search The Adventures of Bradley and Don or My Talk and you will find it there. Now, Bradley, what is this weird news you're bringing us? Oh, my God. I saw this headline and I was like, you guys, we have to talk about this. There are all sorts of stories on a given day. I don't need to tell you, dear my talkers, but you're flipping through your social media accounts and you go, I don't want to click on this because it's going (laughs) to reduce my faith in humanity even more. But I'm going to click on this because (laughs) I've already given up hope on humanity. That said, today's and I'm trying to think of the right sound effect why i don't know where to where to go the right sound effect for this headline i'm just going to read the first part to you yeah. <clears throat> it comes from the daily news 
Kansas couple accused of living with dead man's body for six years. Um. Anyone? Oh. That's terrifying. What? Kansas couple accused of living with dead man's body for six years. You've probably got questions, Dawn. I have chills. I, oh. I had to click on this, so I know the no. story, but I'm sure you have questions. Anything yeah. jump out to you? Why? Um, well, that's a good starting point. So, um, living with, like, in what proximity? <laughs> in a spare bedroom? All great Do questions. Do we know? Is it in a, a, a separate garage? What if a separate like, garage? A separate, like, you know, an atta- unattached garage. How about I read the shed? whole headline to you? Kansas couple accused of living with dead man's body for six years while collecting his retirement benefits. Okay. Oh, okay. God. And then there's that. So then I'm like, all right, I need to understand how this goes down. A Kansas couple has been charged with hiding the dead body of a parent inside their house for not one, mm. not two, but six years. And they collected more than $215,000 in benefits after this person passed away. That's disgusting. On a number of... Yeah, absolutely, 100%. So, the person who died, Mike Carroll, a retired telecommunications employee, began receiving benefits in 2008. Prosecutors said that his pacemaker indicated he died in 2016. Oh, my God. It documented it. Well, yeah. <laughs> it has a, 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 like, born on date and a died on date. Yeah. Inside that thing. Yeah. Now, you may wonder, well, how did they come across the dead body eventually, right? Oh. Like, these are all the questions I had. So I'm reading this to, and thinking oh. to myself, okay, I understand, and I we've heard these stories before. Remember the guy, I don't know if you know this, but we used to do a segment on the show called Crazy Stupid Idiots, and there was a guy who would go to, like, the Social Security office every month or whatever benefit area dressed up as his mom. Oh, God. Oh, but his mom was dead. Okay. And he would cash Psycho. her checks, right? Like, uh, yeah, what does he say? In the movie, uh, Norman, Norman. Yeah, so he would go to the benefits office every month dresses. Anyway, so that's what this made me think of. Well, I'm like, how did this all go down? Because doesn't somebody need to, like, check? Yeah, base motel. Come on, uh, man. So, allegedly, the scheme imploded. Now, this all took place in a oh. suburb of Kansas. The alleged scheme, quote, only ended in October when one of the kids decided uh, to call the cops to report his father-in-law's death. I guess this was the husband of the couple whose wife, it was her father. Mm. So he called uh, to report his father-in-law's death six years after he died. So they're like, I guess we should probably at some point we're going to, because people were asking questions like, why isn't grandpa calling? Why haven't we seen grandpa? What's grandpa been up to? And they're like, oh, he's busy. There's a lot going on. Well, Meanwhile, fu- nothing's going on. Literally nothing. And so he, they call the police. I think under the assumption that perhaps like the police will show up and they'll be like, oh, he died. That's sad. Uh, let's remove him to a facility and bury him and have a funeral. Oh, I'm sorry. Why is he a mummy? Thank you, Dawn. Because when they show up, 
Overland Park Police confirmed to a local oh, TV sto- Kansas City. station that uh, at blah, blah, blah. Wait, I need to get the detail because you just hit the nail on the head. When officers arrived at the single family home, <sighs> you can imagine after six years. Oh, there was a period of time. Quote, they found his body lying on a bed in a mummified state. Of course. Now, how do you explain that away? Um, he just died? Oh, yeah, no, he just passed away. Had a heart attack. Mm, Dropped dead. No, he didn't. Are you sure about that? He looks like he's been dead for a while. Oh, no, just died. Okay, nope. Sorry, we've seen... Turns out he's got a pacemaker. Let's check the numbers on that. Oh, no, he's been dead since 2016! Yeah, it's not like an odometer you can roll back on a car. Or put it forward. Well, r- roll it forward, I think, yeah. is what they would have tried to do. I don't understand how people think. Like, do you think it's one of those things where, like, he passed away instantly? Like, I have all these questions going this, on in my should head. Should this be taught in high school? <laughs> what like, needs you know, to be taught in high school? personal finance and P.S. This and is reporting illegal. dead people? Yeah, you have to report somebody immediately. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but I mean, like, do you think, like, he accidentally died and they're like, oh, my God, that's horrible. It's terrible. Uh, Wait a minute. What if, and then at what point do you go, yeah, you know, that's not the worst idea you've had, Bob. Actually, it is. You need to go ahead and call the police or the paramedics or whoever you call when someone passes away. Yeah, I would just, yeah, I don't know. Because to be able to keep that ruse up. Now, Don, you were saying that you would not be able to do this for one very specific reason. Guilt. Yeah. I mean, I can't even... I if something is gnawing at me like mentally I can't I can't let it go like this morning I was supposed to get up I get up at 5:30 to work out and I was explaining to you that I woke up with a headache and my boyfriend MC gets up at that time to go work out and I go with him because that's my accountability like I won't do it if I don't go with him yeah I had a headache I said I don't know if I'm going to make it today and he goes oh okay you know He's like, feel better. He goes to get ready. And then I was like, sat there for two minutes. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to go back to sleep because I feel so guilty. So I got up and went anyway. You're saying that if somebody proposed to hide a dead body in your house for six years to collect on the insurance, you wouldn't be able to get through a night. No, every hour I would be like, "Uh uh-oh. I mean, just no, there's no way. There's no way. I couldn't do it for a whole nother reason. Yeah. Crack a window, air it out. Yeah, but that would be disgusting. <laughs> okay, it'd be smelly for so Mike, long. But Mike, go with me. Yeah, mummified state. Well, at that point, yes. No, but, but for like the period of time there's a whole year, that. I don't there's, know though. Yes, if you, you have a do. nice climate controlled. No, oh. you no. Oh, you crack no, that window. No, no, it's I know, Kansas I know. City. I'm being facetious, and oh. it's, I laugh in the face of death. Ha ha! Because it's so terrifying to think that like people were like stopping over would, for tea. Your neighbors would and actually like, smell this. Where's your dad? Well, they didn't. I God, help us! Yeah, well, help us is the understatement of the day. God and every other deity, please help the world. I mean, he's gonna haunt them. Yeah, well, if he hadn't been already, he could have been haunting them for six years. Mm. When we come back, let's talk about something a little more lighthearted, and that is our favorite topic, or one of them, food. We're going to talk about some happy food thoughts when we return, right here on My Talk.